Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this uh, Wednesday, the 1st of December, first day of the last month of 2021. And the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware, uh, Long Island and the New York City tri-state area's largest supplier of rock salt. They've got plenty of it. Uh, I know we haven't really had very much winter weather, although we've been peppered with some snow showers on and off the last few days, but eventually it'll come. And also available are all the great snow and ice melt products like Pelado and Mag Ice Pellets and Flakes and just about everything else you need to get through this winter, including snow blowers, shovels, spreaders, uh, you name it, they got it at Omni True Value Hardware, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon on Long Island, 631-756-1125 for the best prices in town. And the website is omnitruevalue.com. So uh, welcome, everybody. As uh, Hang on a second. I'm doing this solo tonight because our Mr. Rayo is... Uh, somewhere uh, going through the the Drake Passage, I'm guessing. And he uh, mentioned on one of his recent posts that the uh, internet that he has on the ship is woefully slow. Those were his words, woefully slow. So I think that probably means that he's not going to be able to join us tonight. And I'm thinking it may also mean that in terms of some sort of live uh, coverage while he's uh, while uh, during the solar eclipse, as he approaches uh, Antarctica in the Weddell Sea, that we probably are not going to be able to see it. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to bet in that direction. If his internet service is woefully slow, slow now, I can't imagine that it would be um, less slow as he uh, gets uh, deeper and deeper into the southern ocean so um i'm sitting here uh I, I may sound okay but i am still not i had to go back to the hospital today to get uh additional blood work and a stool sample i know it's too much information but you know what it is what it is um and uh there's you know there's still some kind of infection going on in my digestive tract, uh, which started all of this back at the beginning of November. So I'm, um, I'm where what usually happens with me is uh, I start to spike a fever during the evening hours. And uh, last night it was, I pushed it to about 102 and a half, close to 103. Uh, then I take two ibuprofen and I wake up in the morning and I have no fever at all. And I'm good till about the middle of the afternoon. It actually lasts a little longer today than in past days. So uh, the doctor had me uh, come back into the hospital for some additional blood work. And they're going to check out to see uh, what's going on because I don't need antibiotics from the surgery. Everything there is fine. So there must be some kind of residual infection in my digestive system somewhere. And hopefully all that will mean is I will get a phone call. And I got my phone here just in case they call me this evening. I don't expect them to, but just in case uh, I get a phone call and that uh, I need to just run to the pharmacy and pick up some of the new meds. So anyhow, I uh, 
decided to give it a whirl. I have a little bit more energy than I did yesterday. Uh, this is going to be a relatively short show. Uh, I'm not going to really try to push it much beyond 30 minutes, uh, especially with the way I'm feeling and not having a partner to bounce things off of. Uh, it is uh, exceedingly difficult. And if my fever is starting to spike up, it's just going to get uh, increasingly uh, tiring. Uh, thank you for the uh, kind words there. Ellen Norrison on the uh, chat board and uh, David Kors. And I agree with you, the taco cat. Personally, I hate this pattern. Uh, it, it's really funny because uh, I, there was a uh, a comment on, on one of my videos and I really felt, you know, I could feel the guy's pain. It's as if in the last five or six years at least uh, that we go into this trough in the west ridge in the east type pattern at the end of november beginning of december almost like clockwork and and it's it's getting to be frustrating and i'll tell you quite honestly i mean i i really you know i was thinking on the idea that the winter was going to be front end loaded well if it's going to be front end loaded it's going to have to wait at least through the middle part of december and maybe even a bit beyond it uh, so we may have to redefine what front end loaded actually means because over the next over the next 10 days to 2 weeks uh, it's going to be very hard uh, for uh, any kind of uh, wintry precipitation to fall in the coastal areas of the Northeast for sure. Now, maybe some of the inland areas well up into upstate New York and in central and northern New England might do fairly well, and in and around the Great Lakes might do fairly well. But um, in terms of uh, persistent cold, uh, it's just not going to happen. We don't have uh, the ingredients there for um, a persistent uh, cold where it's locked in to the uh, eastern part of the United States. So I thought tonight what I'd do uh, is, you know, spend a little bit time of time or actually spend the majority of the time maybe looking at the overall pattern and what it all means as we uh, start the month. And, you know, it's been kind of interesting watching this NAO. And I think back to about oh, 10 days or so ago where I sort of, you know, flippantly said the fact that, you know, because the NAO was being shown to be negative until further notice. And and uh, I said, well, we'll wait till tomorrow when we come back and we'll see that, it, you know, we'll have flipped in the other direction because uh, this tends to be pretty volatile. And indeed, you know, that's what happened the very next day. Uh, it uh, on the GFS side of the equation, it certainly indicated that uh, the European model has been sort of fighting the GFS on the on the on this idea. Uh, I think that's you know basically you could just throw that uh, throw that out. And if you look at the teleconnections here on the NAO, we're actually trending a little bit positive over uh, the next day or two. So that kind of explains tomorrow in that we're going to have low pressure kind of uh, racing from the northern lakes uh, to uh, southern Canada, southeastern Canada, and a uh, west wind here. So we're going to warm up nicely tomorrow, uh, well into the 50s and maybe even 60s. Uh, and you get down to southern Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, down into Virginia, I think you're going to see highs in the 60s. You'll probably see 50s reaching as far north as the lower Hudson Valley and southern New England. Uh, then uh, you see the NAO goes negative again, and that explains the shot of quote-unquote, colder air that we're going to have for Friday and going into this weekend. It's not going to be anything exceptional. Uh, it is just going to keep temperatures close to average. And then we start to see the NAO actually go positive 
in a, and in a rather strong way too. Not crazy strong, but definitely up in that one standard deviation uh, plus from the mean. So there's no, there, there's nothing here to hold cold air in. What's kind of interesting to me is that there are a couple of members that take a take for either take a long time to get to the neutral line uh, and stay negative uh, in through next week. And then you've got this one member that actually crashes two standard deviations negative by the time we get to the middle of the month. I would obviously put those in the in, in, in the uh, outlier box and not really um, give it uh, too much value. Uh, the other thing is when we look at the PNA or the Pacific North America Index, uh, it is uh, very problematic. Uh, we uh, are seeing the PNA uh, which is positive right now, trending to neutral. It's going to be going negative. And actually, a number of the members take it between one and two, two standard deviations from the mean negative uh, later next week and beyond. So what this is telling us is that the, the, the PNA, the Pacific North America Index, is telling us that we're going to have troughing in the western part of the United States and ridging pushing up into the eastern part of the United States. Now, if the NAO is positive, uh, even if it's slightly positive, the ridge in the east is going to try to overwhelm, okay? Uh, if, if the NAO were neutral or maybe a little bit negative, uh, you could make a case for the fact that it would suppress the ridge off the southeast coast and maybe allow some of the colder air that's going to be building in Canada over time over the next couple of weeks to bleed southward. Uh, but that is, at this point, I would regard that as a long shot. I wouldn't completely throw it off the table, by the way, but that would be the only way as far as getting anything remotely exciting for winter weather lovers over the next couple of weeks is that uh, we're going to have to have uh, the NAO be a, a less positive or at least trend down to neutral and assume that the PNA is as uh, negative as it's being shown here. Uh, that is going to be, you know, obviously is going to be problematic here as we uh, as we go forward. So I'm going to bring up the the 500 millibar. We're going to take a look at this and show you what it means from a practical standpoint. Now, interestingly enough, through all of this, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to see a buildup of colder air in Canada and a continued buildup in snow cover. So those two factors would at least at least argue that the longer term, the longer term, later in December, uh, at the very earliest, um, might turn a little more favorable in the in the northeast and mid-Atlantic states uh, as the cold air starts to overwhelm. But uh, there's a lot of work to do here. I mean, make no mistake. Now, watch the upper air here. I'm just going to roll it back to where we are now. And here we are on Tuesday. So you've got ridging into Greenland, troughing uh, from uh, central Canada to southeastern Canada to off the northeast coast. That lifts out. Uh, you got sort of this fast flow with another trough coming in relatively quickly into the east on uh, Thursday, which is what we're going to see tomorrow with a cold front. And then another short wave and another cold front probably on Saturday, which is not going to amount to too much. But all through this, what's happening is we move into next week. Notice in the east, uh, the flow is turning southwest uh, from uh, the southeastern part of the U.S. all the way up to uh, Newfoundland. 
You have troughing dropping down into the, into the northern plains and into the middle Mississippi Valley. You know, that'll temporarily knock the ridge down early next week, but that lifts out. There's no block. If you look up uh, in, in, in Greenland here, if you look up in this area, yeah, there's a ridge there, but there's no blocking high to just sort of uh, suppress these weather systems and keep them from moving along from west to east. So once that lifts out, we're back into a ridge position off the east coast. It's on the flattish side. See, here's where what I was saying earlier. What you have to hope for is this northern part of the jet stream is a little more dominant and this you know, southwestern part of the jet stream perhaps a little less dominant, that you could get some colder air to come down and sort of suppress the pattern a little bit, make it a little bit a little bit flatter and a little bit colder. That would be the only way, in my view. And then as we uh, head along here, this is the 12Z run, by the way, of the GFS. And you'll notice now that we're at uh, December 11th, uh, we're seeing a big upper high off the southeast coast of the United States. The, the southeast ridge is there. It's taking over, troughing into the west. Some some up short waves sort of break away and move into the east briefly. But again, they move in and then they move out. And then we're back into a, a bit of a ridge position. Let me see how much of the 18Z is in. And then we can also look at the polar vortex, which I think is something really important here in terms of the developments. All right, so we've got a good chunk of the 18Z. 500 millibar map here and uh, we'll take a look at this and you'll notice you know that trough in the east that's going to lift out uh the one for thursday that lifts out uh, a little short wave comes by for saturday uh, then you've got another stronger trough moving into the east for monday which is going to be the first of three lows that are going to try to move up into the northeast here comes a second short wave uh, for Wednesday, and again, notice, by the way, as each one goes by, the ridge pops right up. Uh, then that, the next one goes by uh, along about Thursday, and then the ridge pops right up. Big upper high off the Florida coast there. Uh, the uh, strong southeast ridge right here. This, look, it, this is where, as I was saying earlier, it, I mean, here it's just too, you know, it's, it's really too strong and too warm. It would have to be a lot flatter for that. Uh, what I what I mentioned before about the northern stream, you know, perhaps kind of suppressing things a little bit further to the south where you could have a flatter flow, a weaker flow, and then maybe something could happen. Uh, but uh, right now, the, the clues here are not really not really showing up. And here we are at December 13th, uh, 14th, uh, moving along to the 15th and 16th. And you just basically have got, you know, just ridging. There's a little bit of troughing that suddenly, you know, starts to be off the East Coast. But uh, and also showing up toward the end of the forecast period is some building pressures uh, up uh, between Gre from Greenland and Iceland westward. And uh, the one other thing to pay attention to here is the fact that we've got this, you know, these series of lows in the Aleutians. And this is orchestrating the troughing in the western part of the United States. The model does start to show that going away around the middle of the month as an upper high builds in there uh, into the Aleutians. Uh, so that's something we'll probably need to pay attention to, uh, whether that's a catalyst for something, for some changes in the longer term, 
for the latter part of the month uh, remains to be seen. But uh, I would just say, look, uh, it, it, it doesn't look good for winter weather lovers. It's not com completely hopeless in the longer term, uh, depending on how much staying power, power this uh, upper air pattern has. And, and uh, here's, a, by the way, when we look at it from the standpoint of this particular view, when we're looking at the northern hemisphere, uh, you'll notice here there's a big block that develops over Scandinavia uh, toward the latter part of the forecast period. Now, it has to verify. I'm just running this back a little bit. Uh, and let's let's just let me see what the date is on that. Uh, but that is uh, Saturday, December 11th. So we're at day nine. Uh, so we do see the models trying to build a big upper high there uh, in in Scandinavia. And, you know, it, it, it it's a little bit too far to the east, but it is trying. And, of course, you see the ridge there that's coming in from uh, the Dateline uh, into the Aleutians out on the uh, Pacific side. So, again, not completely hopeless, but... Um, you know, not not exactly screaming that we're going to see some sort of uh, this that this pattern is going to change uh, after a couple of weeks. I mean, we'll have to just watch these clues to see if it actually plays out. Now, here's the, the thing about the polar vortex that I find find um, a little distressing uh, from the standpoint of what's been happening up here, and we'll let the maps load over the next 16 days. Now, let me see what uh, what I where I have this here. Okay, hang on one second here. So here we go. So this is Friday, December tenth. Uh, but what what's happening with the polar vortex is it, it it's pivoting back, uh, rolling it back to uh, the north coast of Siberia. And while initially you've got troughing that goes into eastern Canada, and you still have a bit of a flow that's coming out of Northwest Canada and going into Eastern Canada, uh, the vortex strengthens and then uh, starts to pull back uh, westward. Now, the one thing that's different from prior runs, which is kind of interesting here, you'll notice that it pivots to the east-west uh, in, in this run around the middle of December. I mean, this is a uh, not a good-looking polar vortex setup for the eastern part of the United States. I mean, you basically have a flow in Canada like this, and all your cold air is obviously pinned up to where the vortex is, uh, or close to where the vortex is. So you'll see northern Europe, Siberia, that's all gonna be, that's where all the cold air is gonna be. Uh, in the meantime, we actually have a ridge, uh, the uh, upper high in the stratosphere, building into the United States. So you look at this and it's like, God, how is this going to happen? You know, but things don't always stay. They don't stay there forever. And I would anticipate that at some point um, this is going to change. A couple of people were posting this morning about maybe some kind of a polar vortex attack in the latter part of the month. You know, I'm not going to I really am not going to put too much energy or emphasis on that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm just going to deal with, you know, what I'm seeing in front of me now. and. Uh, as I've already it, 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 as I've already said, uh, it's um, it's not good. It's not completely hopeless, but uh, it, it, at least at least at this point, it's it's not good. So let's run through uh, what's happening uh, with with uh, regards to the uh, shorter range. 
uh, and also downstairs in the bottom part of the atmosphere. So uh, let's see. Uh, so um, uh, Mr. Contino, uh, the hype from October is something that happens every year. So why even just, you know, I think I think you need to just kind of forget to pay, just stop paying attention to the usual nonsense that happens in the months going into the winter. I mean, I, you know, I can give you my, I, I gave you my opinion and with regards to what I thought was going to happen. And I've pretty much, you know, I've admitted publicly, I did it the earlier part of the show that uh, it, it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, unless we get a radical change around mid-month and save the second half. Um, but, yeah, I, and I'm not a fan of throwing out, you know, everybody goes to the winters of 95, 96, or any of the, some of those, you know, really uh, obscenely uh, wonderful winters for snow lovers, and everything apparently is always an, an analog to those winters, and it never happens. As I told one of my regular uh, followers on Twitter, uh, who, you know, he gets into what he sees and, and you know, makes his analysis uh, and looks at stuff out uh, two weeks or three weeks ahead of time and forecasts, you know, potential for some big event. And I'm just like, I just sort of responded the other days, you know, why don't we just try for maybe a period of flurries before we start, you know, getting into uh, something bigger? Because it's just not it's just not here. So uh, tomorrow, uh, a warm day. We've got this warm front coming through the northeast with some uh, rain and snow showers tonight. Uh, most of the snow showers, of course, well inland. Uh, we'll have some sun tomorrow, a cold front around early afternoon. Bring us uh, another shower or two, very brief. Get a little bit of lake effect tomorrow night in the northeast into Friday morning. Uh, then we've got uh, another weak front that'll move through on Saturday. The air behind the front that's coming through on Friday and it's pretty much the same as the air that's coming behind the front um, uh, on Saturday. So there's not going to be a whole lot of change in terms of the temperature profile. And then here's the system for Monday. Low pressure from the Northern Plains uh, tracks uh, north of Sault Ste. Marie and heads towards James Bay. Trailing cold front, strong southwest flow. We'll get into some showers. I don't know why it's doing this uh, where... Uh, at least it's showing measurable precip. I, I, I wanted to just kind of use this map to see the, there is a shot of cold air behind this. Uh, that's a reasonable shot of cold air. But uh, it, it, this is showing uh, measurable pre, it, it's not showing the radar echoes. It's showing what it's predicting as far as uh, rainfall or snowfall is concerned. Now on this run, uh, I'll have to look at this a little closer. Uh, but uh, it would imply that there maybe might be a, a, a changeover at the end uh, come Monday night into Tuesday uh, with the front going by. Sort of a cheap thrill for snow lovers there if it happens. Uh, then we're cold Tuesday into Wednesday. Uh, here comes the next low uh, that moves from St. Louis to southern Indiana, southeast Indiana to upstate New York with uh, a warm front that moves through the northeast. You can see there's actually some rather heavy rain. This is for Tuesday night into Wednesday of next week, and then on another short break, and then another week or low uh, toward the end of next week and into next week. And the model backed off on this. It had three lows that were pretty much looking the same. It sort of backed off on it. Uh, and uh, then here's a fourth system around the 14th. Cold high coming down behind that. And then, again, uh, 
does the north does the ridge uh, is the ridge in the off the southeast coast is it a little bit flatter uh is the north maybe gets a little bit stronger just kind of flattens everything out that you get you know a little set up with uh you know perhaps a little bit of overrunning or some sort of weak system i mean that's that's the way i i see uh i see uh, if something was going to try to happen so anyhow let's uh let me bring my lovely face back up on the camera on uh, on screen here uh i don't have let me just double check and make sure that i don't have any messages from mr rayo <clears throat> uh and i do not by the way for those of you uh who have been messaging me uh it's taking me a while to get back uh on those messages i really do appreciate them but i have to you know when you're not feeling well there are times where you just want to kind of turn everything off and not respond to all the dings that are you know ringing on my on the phone so um if i don't get back to you right away uh just you know give me a little time uh, i have to just get this you know this 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 problem solved with regards to uh my uh, persistent um uh, you know, my persistent uh, temperature issue, uh, fever issues that I have now, because, you know, it's been the better part of three weeks plus that I've been feeling like this. And now that I've put everything together and saw what the outcome was with regards to the uh, the surgery on Sunday. So keep your fingers crossed that tomorrow morning I get a call from the doctor and they tell me, OK, you got a you got an infection. Go pick up the antibiotics. You should be fine in a couple of days. So let's hope that uh, that that's the way it's going to go so uh anyhow thanks everybody for being here tonight most appreciated uh i will uh try to come back on tomorrow night and uh going forward to on uh, friday night uh and uh we'll see if i hear from joe rayo as far as what's going on with uh his uh his adventure in antarctica hopefully i'm wrong about the internet but he, those are his words. It's woefully slow. All right. Okay, folks, thanks for being here on this uh, first day of December. And uh, be safe. We will uh, see you tomorrow. Good night, everybody.